this is the Joyful Mama Show. We want to help you take actionable steps toward dreams that have more impact, family life that has more peace, and motherhood that has more joy. We think that it's time for moms to rise up in entrepreneurship and change the world. But let's face it, it's hard to sort through all of the ways we get stuck in our own heads and all of the things we feel like we're supposed to be doing. How can we change the world when we're overwhelmed with trying not to feel overwhelmed about homeschooling or power struggles with our kids or taking care of our own hearts, our bodies, and our minds? We want to give you the tools to find rest, joy, and healing while also taking your business and your dreams to the next level. You know you were made for more than hustle. You can feel that you were made for more than the lies that hold you back. And we believe that you were made for amazing things that impact the kingdom of God and the people that God has given you to impact for Him. You were made to be a joyful mama, to have a heart that is thriving, not striving. And we want to help you step into the fullness of all you were created to become. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Joyful Mama Show. We are excited today to talk to you about one of the most important topics, I think, of entrepreneurship, taking imperfect action. And if any of you have tried to start a business or in the process of building a business, you know that one of the hardest parts about business is the fact that you have to do things that you don't necessarily see the end result right away from, that you have to start before you see something perfect before you. And if you don't take imperfect action over and over and over again throughout your entrepreneurship journey, you get what is lovingly referred to as analysis paralysis, (laughs) (laughs) where you analyze and analyze and conjecture and try to figure things out and make them perfect before you actually start, which is one of the biggest killers to actually pursuing our dreams is when we wait till everything is perfect because nothing is ever perfect and nothing is ever how we want it to be right at the beginning because we're learning and we haven't tried it yet and we're beginners and we have to figure it out. And so today we're going to be talking just a little bit about our journey of taking imperfect action and how even though it's been super scary and cost us all of our emotions and, you know, we've had to really lay it on the table when it felt really scary. Um, We've done it over and over again, and we'll have to keep doing it over and over again. It's the only way to grow and keep moving to the next level is doing things before you feel like you're ready to do it. And before you feel like you're this master expert and you're as good as the person you see on Instagram doing it. Mm -hmm. And so comparison comes into play and all our securities being flayed open (laughs) comes into play, our emotions, uh, our past experiences. So we're just going to have a fun little conversation about this today and hopefully encourage you guys to keep taking imperfect action and keep doing things before you feel like you're ready and not waiting till all the puzzle pieces are completely seen and the puzzle is makes this beautiful picture because the reality is the picture doesn't come into clear clear view until we've taken imperfect action over and over again to even create these little puzzle pieces that go together because ultimately we don't even know what we're creating <laughs> like mm-hmm. we might have a vision in mind and we start moving toward that vision But the truth is that we pivot all throughout our entrepreneurial journey. We take roads that we didn't even know were going to be there. 
So we're always trying, we're always working with just a little bit of vision and moving Mm -hmm. forward with that. But ultimately, like we can end up in a much different place than where we thought we were going to end up. And that's a good thing. And if you wait until you think you understand everything about where you want to go, you won't actually get to the place you're meant to go. So Liz, what is the first thing that comes to your mind about your journey with taking imperfect action? And you guys, also Liz might be a little bit echoey today because she's in her brand new office because you guys, she's been an entrepreneur for years now and has worked without an office, like a dedicated office, which just goes to show me that Liz, you did not wait until you had this pretty little office with your perfect planner and your pens and your paper clips and your stapler and you know your things on the wall that are inspirational. You've been using your bedroom, you've been using your bed, you've been using your dining room table. Because mm-hmm. you did not wait until you had the capacity or the ability to have a dedicated office space that was just so inspiring for you on your entrepreneurial journey. <laughs> Oh man, it's so funny. Yeah, it's crazy to have an actual space because I'm like, I feel legit now. (laughs) Although what I've been doing as a business owner has been legit long before the office came to be. But yes, I'm glad I didn't wait for the office because I would have missed out on so much. And as you were talking, the first thing that came to mind as what's really important with getting into imperfect action it took me right back to like the very beginning of my entrepreneurial journey and the value of having a mentor who -hmm. will push you and keep you in that imperfect action because you need someone who's walking along the path with you to remind you like this will work. You're not crazy. It's going to be fine. (laughs) And through the, all of that internal struggle and the self doubt and the, you know, exhaustion when you're starting to build anything, it's late nights a lot of times, and you're at the drawing board and you're taking all these notes and trying to formulate ideas. And there's just so much creativity and energy and focus that gets pulled into creating a business and to starting something new. And the last thing you need on top of all of that is like, the self-doubt of, is this going, am I doing this right? Is is this going to work? Can I actually launch this thing that's right now just an idea? And so for me, the mentor that I had at the beginning, which was also a mentor of yours, I know, he just really kept held me to the fire in the best way. I'd never had anyone do that kind of tough love coaching with me before where it was like, I would ask a question and try to justify why I, what I was thinking was maybe a better option for me as if I knew anything, you know, (laughs) who would say things like Liz, just you're going to sell the course before you've built the course. If you have an outline, you're ready. You can do a little challenge or a masterclass, you can pre-sell it and then build it live. And then the next time you go to sell it, you can use those recordings and it'll be evergreen, which I didn't even know what evergreen meant at the time. And I'm like, I don't actually think that that's the best thing for me because I get really nervous on live video. 
So I think it'll be better for me if I record everything in advance and make sure it looks good and the lighting's good and I don't have interruptions. I'm like, if I do live videos, you don't understand, like I have a baby. So the baby might cry. Um, I might need to stop and nurse. I've also got other kids I'm homeschooling. Like there's no, there's no good time for me to do a live video. (laughs) And I remember every excuse I had, this mentor would just be like, stop, stop this is what you're going to do. (laughs) And it was in total love, but it was tough love. And it allowed me to just finally get to this place where, okay, I'm going to be coachable. And this is what I think determines a hundred percent of the time, whether a person will be successful as an entrepreneur or not. And this is something that my most recent mentor just said to me probably last week. He said, the people who are successful just it's not that they love doing the hard things. It's not that they particularly enjoy getting out of their comfort zone or stretching themselves or even doing the monotonous. It's just the basic things over and over and over. He said the successful people don't necessarily enjoy them more. They're just willing. They're just willing to do them over and over and not stop. And so the day that I finally surrendered and said, I will be coachable. I'm willing to do what you say. I'm willing to be coached. I'm willing to take imperfect action. That's when everything changed. And at the time it felt the exact same as when I was trying to do it my way. It felt hard. It felt like it's not working. It felt like I'm putting myself out there. And either it's crickets and no one's listening to my content or watching my stuff or responding to my posts, whatever it was, or they're watching and they don't care, or they're watching and they're judging me, all those things. It felt the exact same, but what was different was now that I was in actual motion and I was doing the things instead of overthinking, what should I do? I was just doing what the mentor said. The value of a mentor is you get the shortcut because they've had the success and they can tell you the path. And so as I started to realize that and say, okay, I don't have to figure it out. I just have to be coachable and teachable and willing to actually do something that I'm, that's being suggested for me to do. Then the path started to become more clear. And what I do today is nothing like what I started out doing, but all of that journey was necessary for me to land in doing the thing that I actually love and am thrilled to wake up every day and do. And maybe there'll be a a time later where I'll revisit some of those things, but it was part of the journey. And so I know for you, you've, what you're doing today is nothing like what you started doing. How did you start taking imperfect action and what has your journey looked like? Well, because I started with a product it was God's kindness to let me start with a product because I don't think I could have started with selling myself. So entering entrepreneurship by selling a product for me was much easier for me to Mm -hmm. sell something I had made rather than something I was. (laughs) Like I'm asking you to believe in me (laughs) and my wisdom and what God has given me my gift. It's like, because when you're selling yourself, like a course you've made or, you know, some kind of coaching, 
it's so personal to who you are. But selling my product gave me like a gap between my person and the thing that I could hold mm-hmm. in my hand. So it wasn't as personal, which was easier for me, but it also, I mean, it definitely still brought up all the insecurities and do people like, and why aren't people liking my Facebook post and why aren't people supporting me as much as I want them to support me and having to go through that whole journey of, you know, working through all those things internally. But yeah, I think when I started doing the parenting courses and I was more apt to oh, let me make a website first. I'll work on that. And let me make, you know, these business cards. I'll do that. And let me like, let me get all the peripheral things Mm -hmm. in place before I can feel legit and feel like I have any kind of business selling my coaching, which is Mm -hmm. funny because like, I mean, we have a, a page for my coaching on the Joyful Mama website, but I don't have like a lot. That's not even the thing I think about anymore is let me get all these like peripheral things. Like, you know, you're going to have the office with the nice calendar (laughs) and the the stapler and like all the things that make us feel legitimate. Those have Mm -hmm. nothing to do with actual (laughs) business and doing things, right? They're all just prop and, you know, they're not bad, but they're, they're not actually important. And I remember, you know, I used to be like, oh, let me make a Facebook page for my business and let me make an Instagram instead of like, let me test the market. Let me like go do market research. Let me do a live. Oh, what are they called? What did we do before? Yeah. Like, let me do a live masterclass or let me do like a free class to intro people into what I'm about. Mm -hmm. My first thought used to be, let me do all these peripheral things (laughs) are just busy work, basically a lot of busy work. So I think having to embrace the take imperfect action mindset is so hard. Like it really makes you face your fear. Like, so I'm thinking of people who are listening right now and you know, you need to take imperfect action on something in your business. Like being able to name what the actual fear is behind it. Like, are you afraid of looking foolish? Are you afraid of people not supporting you? Are you afraid of feeling ashamed if no one shows up to your thing and no one buys it or nobody comes to your free masterclass. Like what's the driving feeling behind it? It's like, we have to feel vulnerable to take imperfect action. It's a vulnerable place to be because you can fail at it. But to be able to look objectively at the thing you're doing and that might not perform like how you wish it had performed. It's really takes a lot of maturity and intention to look at it objectively and say, okay, if this does not do what I hope it will do, how can I make it better next time? That's so good. Well, I think of it like the first time you try something, you really don't even know if it worked. (laughs) (laughs) If it looks like it didn't work, that doesn't mean it didn't work. So true. Because you have to do something a certain number of times in order for like data to even be relevant. So think yeah. of it like if you're shooting free throws, if you take one shot and miss, does that mean you have a 0% free throw average? Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. If you do five shots and miss all five, does that mean you have a 0%? No. 
Same as if you make the first five, that doesn't mean you're going to hit the next 95 either. It's almost like you have to do something over and over and over again, and maybe tweak like one variable at a time, Mm -hmm. but you have to repeat the same things over and over and over to actually know whether it worked or not. So my biggest mistake at the beginning of my journey, even as I started taking imperfect action was assuming if the outcome was less than what I'd hoped for that I had failed and that it didn't work. If I could go back and change anything, that first launch of my first course, when I had 10 little people buy my, <laughs> my course and I was like, oh, my goal was for 30 people to buy and only 10 people bought. So it didn't work. Well, that that's so dumb. Because for those 10 people, it, it, I think, I hope it was life-changing for them. I believe it was. And so if I could go back and do anything differently, I would have repeated that same launch that was so scary and so uncomfortable that I could not wait for it to be over. And I would have done it at least 10 more times Hmm. to see if it actually did work, to see what the potential truly was. Because I was just so uncomfortable and I was so scared and I was so relieved when it was over. I was like, I'm doing something different next time. And instead of just doing like a little tweak, I did something entirely different because that's what many of us with the creative or entrepreneurial gifting do. We squirrel and our pivots are a little bit too, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not the one preemptive. It's like a 25%, (laughs) a 25 degree pivot instead of like a one, one degree pivot. So anyway, I think that having a mentor is so important. The other thing to stay out of analysis paralysis, and I see women that I coach go through this all the time. They're ready to start a business. They want to do the thing. And now they feel like, oh, I have to be coached. I have to be mentored. So they go to YouTube or they go to podcasts or they go to Audible and they start listening to all this personal development and Maybe they enroll in a course, maybe they hire a coach, whatever. And they're like, learn, 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 learn. I got to learn all the things. I got to know all the things. Maybe they're creating Facebook pages too. <laughs> that was so <laughs> me. The business cards, the, the funnels. You actually don't need any of those things to start making money. And so I'm like, hey, what's the actual income producing activity? What is the one thing you can do today to move the needle forward on making money with your business? Because Last time I checked, the goal is I help people and then I make an income by helping people. So your Facebook page isn't going to help people. Listening to a podcast, actually, you should listen to podcasts. <laughs> but don't, don't let listening to a podcast become an excuse to not take action. So it's like learn and then action, action, action. Learn, action, action, action. Always implement what you're learning. So if you listen to something, If you watch something, immediately do something to solidify what you just learned. Otherwise, you just become this huge sponge of information. And especially if you're getting information from a variety of sources, Mm -hmm. you you will just become like this blob of brilliance that never amounts to any kind of success and never comes closer to your dreams because you're just absorbing and you're not producing. So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah, it's like such a fine balance between 
being taught and being able to receive and being humble to getting stuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I've had many times where I'm like, you know what? I'm getting too many emails from too many people who are doing amazing things. And I have mm-hmm. to unsubscribe because I'm like, my eyes are going over to this person who can help me achieve my dreams. And then this person who can help me achieve my dreams and this person who can help me achieve my dreams. And I just have too many voices coming at me and all everything they're saying is good, good stuff. Like nobody's saying bad things, but if I'm opening all those emails, like I'm just getting a lot thrown at me and I'm feeling maybe I should be doing this method. Okay. Well, this person says I should be doing this method. Mm-hmm. Okay. This person says this method. And it's like, just pick a method, just pick someone to listen to and just go with it. And if you decide to pivot in the future, you can, but it's too hard to listen to all these different people. And I think that's such a temptation that I've fallen into over and over and over again is I'm listening to too many people, too many voices speaking to my life. <laughs> Me too. That has been a classic mistake I've made over and over. And still, like you said, those emails that come in <laughs> and then, you know, the, the fault, the people that I follow that have brilliant content and their reels. And it's like, do this, do this, do this. It's really tempting to derail and want to try what they're doing that's working instead of continue doing the thing that I'm doing to figure out if it is working or not. And we have to Mm -hmm. keep going and doing things over and over to actually find that out. So if you're like me and you've made a snap purchase because of a Facebook ad or an Instagram ad, and you're like, $37, why not buy it? It's only $59. Why not buy this mini course or something? Maybe you even need to take a moratorium on buying any more courses or any more, you know, PDFs or whatever you're buying that are going to help you become great. Like maybe you just need to put a boundary on yourself. Liz is laughing. Are you (laughs) watching me? Liz, this podcast is for you. Um, (laughs) No, but seriously, like, you know, putting limits on yourself just so you're not distracted because it's really hard to do something, like you said, over and over and over again. It's like if you were trying to gain, you know, muscle in your quads and you keep watching all these people who are doing arm exercises and this person over here who's really talking about their abs and how you can get these amazing abs. And, you know, you're like, you got to stay on course. And that's really hard as an entrepreneur because there's so many gold, flashy, beautiful looking things around you that make you be like, I want to, I want to have that. So how can you take imperfect action today in something? Maybe it's small, maybe it's big, but something that you have been holding back on And you know that you need to just do the thing. Mm -hmm. It's easier to steer a park or (laughs) how do you say it? It's easier to steer a car in neutral than a parked car. So if you're moving, it's easier to readjust and pivot than it is if you're just stuck in the mud. Yes, that's so true. And if you feel super stuck to where you're like, I don't even know what the thing is that I'm not doing because I've been stuck for so long. I would encourage you to go to the joyfulmama.com and book a session with Sarah so that she can help you get clarity because she is amazing at one-on-one coaching and she will help you 
she will dig into your brain and help you know what the next right thing is to do. So yeah, I think that's it for today. We love you guys. We would love to hear from you. Send us an email, shoot us a message on social. We'd love to hear from you on Instagram and we are cheering you on as you take the next imperfect step in your business and in your life. All right. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. To get our free heart-centered homeschooling ebook or to book a breakthrough call about homeschooling or business with Sarah, visit the links in the description of this podcast. Also, we always want to hear your questions or ideas for new podcasts, so do please slide into our DMs on Instagram or post in our Facebook group. We would love to hear from you.